entered the building. Place to be nation. Uh, welcome back, our hypothetical fans, to PTB NXT, our 25th episode. What a milestone. Um, and it's an exciting one because, once again, uh, NXT is going to take over the WWE Network. And so, for our arrival, so I'm excited to talk about it. Let me bring in my... Um, my two pals on this podcast first have um, he he's the prize the podcast prize fighter he only does podcast for a prize and the prize is uh, whiskey and gas station food and that would be Tim Capel what's up Tim mm, and often gas on the podcast as well uh, yeah really looking forward to uh, takeover arrival which uh, we've been leading up to in our last few episodes here on place to be uh, place to be in XT <laughs> you like how <laughs> I added a touch of class there. Place um, to be I don't NXT. Know. Place to be NXT. I feel like it's not been too terribly long since our last takeover, um, or else we're just moving along at a nice clip here on this show. But uh, yeah, this is this is going to be taking place on February 11th of 2015 for those paying attention at home. And uh, we've got quite the stacked card. I'm looking forward to uh, taking it apart here. Very good. In the most genetically superior podcaster, Jenny, are you excited? <laughs> I am. I am. Uh, we we finally get <clears throat> the four horsewomen in a <clears throat> in a big, huge match that I've heard about for a hundred years. So I'm eager to talk about how that held up for me. Okay. Mm, all right. We will see. Um, yeah, it's it's going to be a no bullshit show. They uh, they don't mess yes. around too much on these takeovers. That's what we're going to get into um, quickly. Uh, our housekeeper on this. Um, so your cage word of the night is going to be uh, "sha." Now, when you spell "sha," it kind of looks like you'd be mm. saying "sha," and I, I believe it it literally translates either. I can't remember whether it's a dog or a cat. It's like one or the other. <laughs> but, but, oh, I know what you're saying now. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's like that's dog sh- in French. <laughs> right. Okay. That's so dog. I couldn't remember if it was dog or cat. But either way, when you use cat it, is it's shot. like C H A T. It's cat. Like chat. It's right. But the reason is like Why I can't remember because, but but it has <laughs> no when you when you use it, it has no the literal meaning. The way it's used has nothing to do with it because you use it as like yeah. a um like it means basically like deer. Like, um, okay. not deer the animal, but like, um, like, oh, come see Shaq. Like, very used, like, um, like older people use it to speak to children. Like, say oh, if I was going like to. Like baby or something? Yes. Like deer, baby, uh, okay. <laughs> boo is used in and some. Deer, uh, and like, endearment, yeah. Yes. Like, usually to someone that you that would probably be younger than you or you're using it like a sweet kind of way. My experience is usually like older ladies will call you Shaq. Like when I was a kid, like if you went to, um, there's a, I don't know if this is strange or not. There was this lady in my neighborhood. It was, her name was Miss Mabel and she would sell like snacks to like the neighborhood kids and she would sell like freeze cups. You guys have any experience with freeze cups no. where like, mm. it was like fro almost like frozen Kool-Aid, like in a plastic cup and they would put like a gum in the bottom and you'd pay like a quarter to Miss Mabel and she would <laughs> go, there you go, Shad, there's your, there's your freeze cup. <laughs> go play. Yeah, and she would like sell. She's like an old lady, and she like sell. I don't think she really even made that much money off of it. I think she just did it to have something to do. Yeah. But yeah, she would sell you like ice cream cones and stuff. So, but like oh. that lady would call you Shaq. Oh, Miss Shaq. So. Shaq. So, so I'm sorry. How are we spelling this? I I thought I knew, but 
I believe I believe it's spelled like C H I E N E or something like that. Like when you look at it, it looks oh. like it would, be Shin, it would be like Shin, but no one ever says it like that. Mm-hmm. Like it's a weird thing with these because That's it's like it's all stuff I've heard, but I've not seen it like written much. Right. Yeah. Like and like it's weird because like even people who are know it much better than I do. Like if you'd ask them to write it, I don't know if they would even know because it's like they just know it from speaking it kind of thing. So. Well, it's I feel like real Cajuns don't write shit down yeah. anyway, so. I, like, like Lil Wayne with his raps. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Write it down. <laughs> Lil Cajuns. A very charming, a, a nice little sweet, wholesome Cajun word for I you like there. It. As opposed to my, uh, our <laughs> Lomai, or <laughs> Mela, as it's Mela. correctly. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so. So, if y'all want to, Shaz, we can go ahead and uh, we'll get to our little gimmick names we got if y'all want to. <laughs> Tim, you want to you wanna let us know a Dolan's or a Shaz? <laughs> sure, Shaz. Uh, there you go. All right. Currently, Jake, um, you are the, the uh, hoss known as Fats Ironstag. And... Uh, <laughs> I think I think you're being managed by myself. That is uh, Luke, excuse me, Lips Robinson, mm. and uh, Jenny. You're kind of doing your own thing as uh, as Pubis Lee. As I often am, Tim. Uh-huh. <laughs> Definitely doing your own thing <laughs> with my pubis. Yes. With your pubis. <laughs> Sorry. Your your pubis mound. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, moving along. Uh, needless to say, these are not working out for whatever reason. Uh, so we're gonna get some new ones, and I I've already started opening them, opening them up to see what's been handed <laughs> down to us. Uh, we're off to a hot start. So I am now gonna be um, Mr. Fruity Ortiz. <laughs> Mr. Fruity Ortiz. Right. Fruity, Fruity Ortiz is a great name. This is the best name we've ever had. So I'm, a, I'm assuming I'm related to Tito Ortiz, uh, <laughs> yeah, UFC legend. Uh, but I, I don't know. The fruity part seems a bit insensitive. But so, so what had happened was they they extended like a um, a very gracious uh, offer to Tito Ortiz to come in and do like a kind of cross promotional gimmick. And um, Tito Ortiz like laughed in their face, like I don't do that fake wrestling shit. What are you talking about? <laughs> and so this is their revenge. This is this is this is uh, how they're taking it out on Tito Ortiz for rebuffing their their generous offer. Because now they're going to make fun of him on television with a comedy character based on based on Tito Ortiz. And I would be the poor soul who has to portray it mm-hmm. and probably ruin my career. Yeah, nope. so they can uh, so they can make a stupid joke. Yeah, it, it's kind of like when they had um, remember they did the the Donald Trump Rosie O'Donnell thing, and they had like cosplayers work an actual quote unquote match, which what? ended I think with uh, Donald Trump eating out Rosie O'Donnell. Y'all don't remember this? <laughs> it was in the lead up to the uh, when they actually had Trump come in for that WrestleMania. Oh. I don't remember this. That's a bit of a. You don't dark, remember this? Uh, I don't I'm not, remember Donald Trump eating out. Oh, I gotta, I gotta pull up. I gotta pull up the match now. Yeah. It was when Donald Trump and Rosie O'Donnell were like fake feuding or whatever, 
Oh, back in the mid two thousands. Okay, so, yes, I do remember. So of course the WWE has to do their version of that because they're so dumb. hip and cutting edge. <laughs> dumb, dumb. <laughs> so let but me find the match for you, and I'll I'll send P- it. Pissatito also maybe for his TNA um, connections because he was affiliated Ooh, with TNA. Yeah. So really weren't happy about that. Um. Well, while, while Tim looks that up. I will give him his new gimmick name, which is going to be um, continue the trend of, uh, you know, pretty, usually one half of these are kind of basic and the other ones, you know, go left field. Uh, you are now going to be Justin Pusser. <laughs> Justin Pusser? Pusser. Not Pusser, Pusser. P-U-S-S-E-R. Pusser. J. Oh, Pusser. That's, that's not the greatest. That's not the best. That's Justin Pusser. <laughs> Pusser, one who pusses. Uh huh. Pusser, I barely know her. <laughs> Tim, I think uh, Justin wow. Pusser, we, we might be in another tag team here. Pusser, oh, Trudy Ortiz, Trudy Ortiz and, and Justin Pusser. Wow. Real impact players here. Mm-hmm. Wow. I can't. Uh, what, in, what indignity is Jenny suffering this month? All right, Jenny, you are going to be, okay, you are going to maybe, it's going to be another Sawyer. You're going to be Lemur Sawyer. I'm sorry, what? Lemur. L-E-M-U-R. Lemur. Or Lemur. Lemur? 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 Oh, that's terrible. (laughs) Lemur? I hate this gimmick. I want to go back to Mother gimmick. Lemur Sawyer. Would you like a very rare redo? I'll give you a redo. Mm, Nah. Unprecedented. I I gotta keep it. Are you sure? That's what the boss says. That's what I gotta do. Okay. Well, I could have given you your uh, alternative, but we'll find out next time what the alternative was. But all right, so we have Fruity Ortiz, Justin Pusser, and Lemur. Lemure. Sawyer. Um, I wonder if you're related to our. Oh, wait, no, that was Sawyer Fulton. Sawyer was his first mm. name. Mm, yeah. You might be Sawyer another Brown. one of these. <laughs> <laughs> Copyright infringement. Yeah. You're going to cease and desist on that one. Um, but maybe you're going to be another one of these French assholes who comes in. Yeah. I don't want to be a French one. You're a French I asshole. I don't like the French. Only like oh. the Cajuns. All right. It's a beautiful language. language. No. <laughs> beautiful language. Hairy people. It's a terrible na- language. Hairy people. <laughs> oh, I'm basing it on our uh, our our buddy. Uh... <laughs> Wait, not Marcus Louis. Who's the um... Sylvester Lafour? Yeah, yeah. Who's yeah. Sylvester Lafour? Yeah. yeah. Quite a hairy man. Um, but poor Louis, he was no longer Harry after he Poor was. Marcus Louis, yeah. yeah. Remember right, that so. when they used to be on this show? <laughs> yeah, remember when we used to have to talk about them? Yeah. We've come a long way. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, but that seems like a good way to get into the show. To So, so far we've come from the, uh, the horrible Frenchman. We'll get into uh, NXT TakeOver, or Arrival. 
Um, mm. Like Tim mentioned earlier, we're building to this for a little while here, a couple months. It does seem like these are coming up a little more frequently. But we'll start the show off hot with uh, Tyler Breeze uh, heading back to the ring. We haven't seen a whole lot of Tyler lately, but he's going to be facing Hideo Itami. So uh, definitely uh, falling down the card for Itami here. He's clearly being left in the... Um, left as Finn makes his ascension. Um, apparently this was like Breeze attacked him on, I don't think we saw this at anything we watched. I don't know if this is on like the pre-show or something, but a real basic like uh, Tyler Breeze attacking Atami. I think they like justified saying that Atami is upset that, uh, I mean, sorry, that Tyler's upset that Atami like wasted his opportunity or some shit, just trying to give this any kind of, mm-hmm. I mean, they just want to throw these two guys together. But uh, as Tyler comes out, a fan in quotes tries to grope him. So, the female fans just keep keep their hands off of Tyler at this point. I mean, it's getting... It was actually uh, me in cosplay. Mm, uh, I wondered. I'll, I'll, the statute of limitations has expired, so I'll go ahead and fess up to it. <laughs> was it his selfie stick that uh, <laughs> that add to the package? His uh, very it, Dr. Yeah. Seuss-esque <laughs> selfie stick? Really got me going. It was furry. Yeah. It looked like a... Um, uh, yeah, so he's got a selfie stick. He's being harassed by the female fans. It, I had kind of time for Tyler here. He's kind of been floundering, but we'll see how this match yeah. goes. Um, they play the uh, cat and mouse game a bit. Uh, Tommy comes with the kicks, which is kind of his main deal that he does. Uh, Tyler turns it around. It, they're definitely pushing the whole aggressive Tyler. Like um, he does the Bret Hart figure four in the ring post, which looked pretty cool. Um, mm-hmm. He puts uh, Tommy in a half crab, which Tommy fights out of. We get a, a nice fake out as Breeze dominates and Tommy nearly gets the GTS. So it's kind of like Tyler Breeze is dominating this, but you think Tommy might steal it with one move. Uh, Tommy actually gets to kick out of the uh, supermodel kick. He uh, hulks up. We get probably the best crowd reaction he's gotten since he debuted. The crowd kind of gets behind him for a minute as they have not really been that much into him. Uh, but he hits a corner drop kick, a running kick, and then he wins and beats uh, Tyler there pretty handily. But uh, I thought this had some pretty decent like physicality, like a solid match. It was obviously just a way to get these two on the show, which, I mean, I feel like they should be on the show. I've kind of missed Tyler lately. But uh, I do think Tyler's like a strange case. Like um, like they want Atomi to be a thing. And like if you would have asked me before we did the show, I feel like in my mind Breeze was like a bigger deal than maybe mm-hmm. he's been on these but he kind of just seems like a bit of a like uh like a gatekeeper at this point which is kind of strange but i ended up going two and three quarter on the match g i thought it was a fine match even if it was kind of just a throwaway two and three quarters is that what you said okay uh um i did two Mm -hmm. i this is like they they opened the show with this i'm like which is fun for tyler reasons usually but like you said, I get weird vibes from him now. Like, um, he seems kind of checked out. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Or maybe he just hasn't been around as much um, since he came back from Europe. Um, I did like the I did like the um, fan attacking him on the runway. Like I thought that was cute. I like his Tim son. Tim attacking him. On oh yeah, right, right. Tim. Mm. Um, Thank you. Tim and Ric Flair drag. Mm. Um, I was inspired see- by Uncensored 95. Yes, thank God. Uh, it's good to see Tyler back in this match. And I, I, I guess I was kind of assuming he was going to win this and start kind of building back mm. up a little bit because he was supposed to be, you know, kind of near the 
you know, top before he dipped out for a while. Um, but no, a Tommy, like, <laughs> I just don't get it with him. I never have since the day he debuted, since all the Finn stuff. Maybe this is a better spot for him. I don't know. They didn't seem to have much chemistry for me. Uh, I, I like Tyler's um, ring post wrap up there and then the little half crab. But those are weird moves for him. It seems just odd. All of this seemed just very odd. Anyway, it's more like a like a grinding, like middle card type of weird match. Mm. Like I don't I don't see yeah. why they open with this, but um, all the kicking base offense is okay for what it is. I, I'm just not a fan of of all the kicks in the match. So uh, disappointing opener at two stars, Tim. Yeah, I agree, Jenny. I, it, for an opener, you you want this to pop a little bit more. It's it's not a bad match by any means, but it it definitely does feel more like a, a middle of the card sort of match, the way it, it's structured, um, where it is you know fairly technical, fairly grounded. Nothing wrong with that, but it, it's not what you want to open your show with necessarily. Um, I thought it was you know fairly paint by numbers, although. I think a ring post figure four is always worth like a quarter star at least. So mm-hmm. I ended up going um, two and one quarter stars on this one. So I, I gave it a little bit extra um, on top of just, you know, a, a very average two star rating. But um, I totally see where you're coming from. As far as Tyler, uh, Jake, you mentioned that he's become more of a what seems like a gatekeeper now. Which, I mean, there is value in that role, but it is a shame to see him settling into that kind of, um, that that sort of status when we're used to seeing him being more actively pushed. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we kind of enjoyed seeing him be actively pushed, I feel like. Um, it, it just seems like one of these cases where a lot of times these guys will find themselves in a position of, getting uh getting somebody an opponent ready for the next big thing mm-hmm. but reaping no reward in and of themselves it's it's kind of a thankless job right mm-hmm. um no pun intended really but that's that's where Tyler Breeze is now and it's it's unfortunate because he has been such a i feel like such a an important building block of our shows that we've been watching you know over over the course of one calendar year now from 2014 mm-hmm. 2015 he's been right in there and and now he's um i don't want to say floundering but in this this total holding pattern um but it's a well-worked match uh it it you know decent strategy employed with uh breeze grounding atami realizing that his his greatest weapon uh atami's greatest weapon are his kicks so he's going to work the legs over um gets a pretty good like modified sharpshooter which i mean Lord knows how difficult that move is apparently for (laughs) anyone Mm -hmm. uh, to pull off who isn't a Brett or Owen Hart. Um, But, you know, kind of pulls it off. He's looking good with his, I I call him two-tone Tyler with the the ring attire here, kind of that that blue and purple. Um, I I couldn't resist, as you know, at the beginning of the match. But, um, yeah, I mean, it it has all the makings of, of what should be uh, a potential show stealer, but uh, just doesn't doesn't get there for various reasons. And 
I feel like we've said nothing about it, Itami. I mean, all the focus has mm. been on mm. Breeze, and well, there's a reason for that. What is there to say? Sorry. Yep. Um, and like, like with the gatekeeper stuff for Tyler, I think that would make more sense to me if he had broken through at any point. Like mm-hmm. he never really peaked. I don't feel like he was. Right. You know, he never really got to like a Neville. You know, he always flirted with it. Yeah, know? and so this seems like, I don't know, he doesn't really seem suited for this. Like, it's not, right. like, for his gimmick or any. Like, as he is as a wrestler, he's not that great of a wrestler to be putting in your gatekeeping role. So, I don't know. Yeah, he's a weird case. Like, I was saying earlier, it's like when I think about these early NXT days, I think of, like, Sammy, Neville, and he's one of, the, like, four or five guys you think of. But he clearly, like, never reached. I mean, I guess we're not. I mean, I feel like he's probably not going to at this point. Right. And it's like I kind of felt like in my brain he was in that same level. But watching through it, it's like he's kind of always a step below those guys. Seems like, I mean, I get why they don't. But he would be, like, the perfect guy if they did have some kind of mid-card title at this point. Mm-hmm. Like a North American championship. Mm-hmm. He'd be, like, the perfect yeah. guy. But they just don't have that at this point. But you guys make good points about it being the opener. I didn't really think about it throughout lens. Not the hottest opener. And it's kind of like the way they do in these takeovers in this time frame. They do it very like um, the card construction is very like house showish, where yes. they don't always go for like hot opener, cool down. They like mm-hmm. it definitely amps up like um, very uh, mm-hmm. like best. I mean, like least exciting match to most exciting as we're going to see our next and match. Builds and builds, yeah. <laughs> right. Because the which, next one, which I like, but mm-hmm. I don't know. You still got to do something a little bit spicier. Right. I do think we're more conditioned nowadays to like. Yeah. Like the tag. That's next. Mm -hmm. Maybe. All right. So um, before we get to our next batch, we get a quick uh, little uh, glimpse into Regal, who's looking at Kevin Owens apprehensively in anticipation (laughs) of the match earlier. They put a lot of stress on Regal, KO and Sammy with their whole, this whole feud. He's he's not, he's not resting well, poor Regal. Um, and I this, could look mm-hmm. at Regal looking at people apprehensively all day. <laughs> I don't know yep. about the rest of you. It's a fantastic emoter, that guy. So good at emoting. Great facials. Oh, yeah. I forgot this fucking match was next, not the tag. Yeah, I, I was wondering when you said, I was <laughs> oh. questioning, did I screw up my notes? No. <laughs> that's what that's what I was going for. I just, I, I guess I gonna... blocked this from my fucking memory. Oh, it looks like, sounds like Jenny's looking forward to our next match. Yes, which is a um uh what they need what's the term for like the uh it's like it can't be the rubber match because that's they would have to feel like split the wins. What's yeah. like the third match and one guy's dominated? Uh I think we call it like fucking stupid the and line? <laughs> that should be the name of that type of match. Pointless dumb shit. But uh we're gonna get <laughs> the Cody line. Uh we're gonna get Bull versus Corbin Sorry. for the third time, even though Cor- he has beaten Bull twice in a total match time of about 98 seconds. So I'm not really sure. And th- this is also going to be no DQ. So just keep that in mind. Yeah. Um, they're, they're trying to, this is built around Bull costing Corbin the number one contender spot. Bull at this point, like, comes off like such a loser because he's just like bothering Corbin, even though he's been dominated. Uh, Corbin's got a nice butt metal theme. I thought this was like increased from butt rock all the way to butt metal. Uh, I don't know if you have any thoughts. <laughs> yeah. to... No, I agree completely. But death yeah. metal? <laughs> but death. 
death butt metal. I think he gets that's hyped. Jenny, that, that might be your rating, right, Jenny, of this match? Is yes. Death. Yes. Right. I would like to murder it with my butt, yes. <laughs> so the, uh, Corbin runs in for a hot start. They kind of brawl around the ring. Bull suplexes him on the ramp. Uh, commentary tells us that Bull has an advantage because he beats people up in alleys, and I would argue he doesn't have the advantage because he has lost two matches before this. <laughs> uh, but I... I never really imagined like they're trying to paint him as this like street fighter or something, but he doesn't really come off that way to me. I, I don't know. It's do you buy Bull as no. a uh, a guy who beats people up in alleys? No. Weren't they yeah, trying definitely... to initially? Wasn't the yeah. line when he debuted? He was like some kind of throwback. He was like, oh, you yeah. know, you don't people aren't built like this anymore. You know, he's this this uh, this ruffian who like you know is like. A callback to earlier times. He's, you know, all about the, taking it to the streets, and it's. I feel like that kind of fell away um, after they jobbed him out over and over. <laughs> right. um, but so he's sort of without a character at this point. It was odd. I felt like they were trying to make it, like he's like the public enemy in, in ECW or something. Like he hangs on the streets. Like, yeah, ridiculous. But uh, anyway. Corbin is also in this shirt for way too long. It bothered me. Yes. I was like, is he is he going to fight this no DQ match in his T-shirt? <laughs> but he finally, it gets off about halfway through the match. was about 90 seconds in. Bull is actually in control and hits the top rope headbutt, but it's not enough to put Corbin away. Bull ends up getting a chair. And this has to be like a troll. The, the first moment that somebody goes to do something that could have been a DQ, he walks right into the end of days and Corbin just pins him. Like, why have this be a no DQ? Like, it just see, like they have to be fucking with us. Like, of course they're not shocked by the result. So dumb. Like, why make it this no DQ thing and do absolutely not a fucking thing that could have been a DQ? I mean, they're trying to make us feel like Bull had a good showing because he didn't get jobbed in like one single minute, but he still lost pretty handily. I don't know. I would have half a star. This is worthless. Why did we do this? Why do it no DQ? It was, I don't know, Jenny. It was dumb. It was dumb. Zero stars. Um, <laughs> like, y- you said it perfectly. What What are we trying to get DQ'd for? Wearing a t-shirt? Because... <laughs> Wearing a t-shirt and a t-shirt. I, ugh, it just... Those are the boys, Corbin. Come I, on. I, I keep trying to, like, reframe my thinking when I'm watching these, like, um, like developmental, you know, like... I just I don't know what this is to be meant to be teaching these wrestlers uh, what not to do, perhaps uh, how to have a dumb match. OK, they're doing good at teaching that. So, <laughs> and and I, I mean, I get it. I don't know. I, Was, wasn't Dusty like a trainer at this point? Dusty's class. All right, baby, we're going to teach you have a shitty match. Yeah. We'll get no motherfucking match. A trio no of stuff. shitty matches. Like, not not one, not two, but three of this shit. The end of days, I, it looks like it doesn't do anything now. You know what I'm saying? Just because of the dumbness of these matches, it... If it cancels out the end of days, which looks cool when he did it in 87 squash matches before. And now I'm done. Wow. Uh, well, it's it's a it's a fucking blizzard compared to you guys, because I, I gave this one a whole star. Oh, boy. Um, yeah, probably my shit take for the night. Uh, 
I mean, they did some things, but to your point, uh, does it make sense? No. Um, does it feel like they're trolling us? Yes. Does yes. it feel like they're trolling these two wrestlers? Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> Maybe that's what it is. They're trolling. Uh, the yeah. Rest- and I mean, yeah. And the end of days like didn't even look good. He kind of, it, it, it was a little loose. Let's put it yeah. that way. This, this one looked a little loose. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Corbin still got it off, but it, I mean, just wasn't the best showing. Um, I his just, stomach was so surprised too, like ah. Right. <laughs> Even his belly button looks surprised. <laughs> um it, it got a stern um it got a stern talking to from William Regal yeah. before the match. Um so yeah, there's just not much to see here. It's and, and I mean, I guess I don't mind at this point Corbin going over yet again because it just feels like such a foregone conclusion yeah. they still could have had more of a match and done more with this no dq step it also just makes bull look like an idiot uh for basically slipping on a banana peel like corbin hits his one move and that's it i'm not saying i wanted to see multiple finisher kick outs or anything like that but maybe just have corbin beat Bull's ass a lot more decisively instead of doing this weird abrupt finish that they do. Um, yes. Just make it more of a dominant win and let's move on. Like, and have you got to bury the guy. The stipulation th- of the match as well. Have mm-hmm. it, yeah. Do something with the stip- stipulation. And if you're so determined to bury the guy, then just bury the guy. I don't exactly. know what this, you know, still trying to kind of save face thing is about here. So it's just... On multiple levels, this this does not work. Do you feel like, I, I mean, I, I just get curious about just how they pick who and what and when and how. Like, mm-hmm. is it like Bull, like, begged for another chance? You know, like, does, does that work? I don't, I mean, is that possible? Yeah. I don't know. Can they advocate for their, you know, but then no. I mean, like, I don't know. I mean, I. I I'm I'm grasping here, but I guess they're they almost make it seem like Corbin wanted the match because Bull cost him his number one contenders in the very brief setup. But yeah, it's mm-hmm. as we discussed before, we're pretty sure that at least half of the stuff, no one's writing it. It just happens. <laughs> I, I, that blows anyway. my mind. Like I don't I don't <laughs> understand that. <laughs> what do you think Kevin Solomon would think of this uh, no DC oh, match, Jenny? Hmm. No. What is this? <laughs> Oh, well, them see see my body on fire or anything like what the fuck right. no weed whackers nothing nope horrible light tubes all right light all right, tubes carrying That's on this <laughs> multiple light tubes <laughs> just saying Corbin's stomach would have been very unhappy <laughs> with a light tube they just stick the light tube in his uh, navel. <laughs> Make him a joker. Shove smile. it. Just shove it. It, light, it lights up. <laughs> Why so serious? <laughs> uh, Regal is now with Sammy backstage, so now he's uh, he's kind of checking on everybody who's involved in these big matches. Um, uh, so he checks on Sammy, and then we get a, a brief little shot of Bailey and Becky, who are kind of going through their pregame routine, kind of warming up for their big match later. So. They're letting us know after these very the very disappointing start that um, there are better things to come later in this show. So, 
We'll see. Um, we'll see if we can pick it up with our good old pals Bud and Wes and um, one of our favorites, the Lucha Dragon. So a rematch from whenever uh, Bud and Wes shockingly won the tag team title. So we'll see if the Lucha Dragons can re- um, regain the gold, I should say. Um, definitely going much more uh, rah-rah screaming baby faces with Bud and Wes here. Like they're coming out flipping their hair going wild here to the dubstep music. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Were you guys into that? It, it looks like they were just like smoking crack and fucking hard before they came to the ring. That's, okay, that would be gimmick infringement. <laughs> and, and, and the crowd just, they all had a stroke watching those lights flash like that because it, it was intense. <laughs> yeah i think it it definitely did something to my brain yeah um i i think i already have uh brain damage many many times over from oh yeah definitely that that year of dubstep that happened in all of our lives and uh this i don't know just this was just giving me really bad flashbacks this entrance you think they saw like the Lucha Dragons have their like little like Lucha chant? Like, all right, guys, you want to chant? Watch this shit. They just ran out there and did whatever. <laughs> <laughs> just watch, watch this, and they just go out there flipping their hair around, just to spaz it out. I would like to think so. Yes. Y'all think y'all can get hype? Watch this. Uh, anyway, but um, so um, I thought the start of this match was kind of odd and that they, they really couldn't get into much of a flow. Like um, they start off early, Sinkar kind of whiffs on Arana. Like, and then at first I thought he might have actually been hurt because it wasn't it like a meme, Tim, you might remember. Wasn't it like a meme at one point, like Sinkar was always hurt? Like he was I like perpetually. Too, yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they put him in all these, I don't even know how to describe, like these photoshops of uh you had to be there. I, I can't even describe this, this Ankara botch memes from back in the day. But but yes, he was injured a lot. He botched a lot of moves, and it just turned into a thing. Right. So here, I had that in the back of my mind. So I'm like, man, is he really hurt? But then I guess they just kind of kayfabed it because they just kept going with the match. And then Kalisto comes in, and I was shocked at this because Kalisto is usually so slick, so smooth and everything. Mm-hmm. He slips on the middle rope. Um, mm-hmm. So they're just kind of all over the place to start this. But they do get it. I thought the, um, uh, there was like a nice little power driver uh, victory roll from the top by Sinkar. So they were pulling out some good moves, but it was just a little disjointed. Like um, like Kalisto comes back in. They're trying to get this back on track. They're, they're kind of tagging in and out, just like a bad-looking chin lock. I thought the fir- the whole first half of this was just kind of um, – my word is always janky for this. Like everything I the Lucha Dragons yeah. – yeah, the Lucha Dragons just look like they were – which is odd for them because they're, mm-hmm. they're usually on it, but they just looked a little – out of sorts, but Bud and West I thought looked really good in this match. Um, they had a sick, like, uh, I don't know what to call it, like a flapjack neck breaker thing that was awesome. Throwing yeah, some car like way into team, the area, yeah. yeah. He was like way in there. They've definitely been working on their tag team stuff. They busted a lot of cool double team moves in this one. Like, uh, uh, Kalisto comes in, he hits like a uh, a Ronnie like spikes, I forget who it was, Bud or West. So they do do some cool moves in here. Uh, Selena Del Sol gets reversed into a power bomb, which then gets reversed into another Rana. Again, it wasn't like super smooth, but I appreciate what they're doing, kind of busting out some crazy shit. Uh, but after some back and forth, Bud and West hit a nice double team move. It was two basic moves, but the way they did it was so fluid that it looked real nice. Just a suplex by Bud to set up a uh, a frog splash by West, and they retained the titles. So, uh, yeah, uh, 
Jenny, were you surprised to see uh, Bud and West retained? Do you think this was going to be just maybe a quick little title reign for them and we put it back on the Dragons? or? Um, Not after watching the Dragons uh, wrestle this match. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, I, I felt like uh, that was kind of a giveaway that they were not going to be winning tonight. Um, and what would be the point in kind of, you know, I don't know, pot potatoing, whatever you call it. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, it was clunky. Like it was mm-hmm. weird. It was botchy and weird. Uh, right. I, I just feel like the dragons weren't on it. Like, Agreed. I feel like I project a lot of my own emotions onto these. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm with you. I, I, <laughs> no, I mean, I'm, I'm with I mean, you though. Like, I thought it's a tough match to rate because it's like yeah. there's some really cool sequences in here, but they. As a like the match as a whole just never got into any kind of flow because it's I think maybe towards the end when Bud and West were kind of taking more control they were much more in their game like and their double team moves look real good and they look like they're really coming together as a team but because the Lucha Dragons were all out of sorts like I felt like the match never got into much of a flow so it's like cool isolated (laughs) spots but it's hard to really give it too much credit as an actual match. No chemistry, really. Maybe, maybe the dragons got had a stroke, you know, from all those stroke. Oh. Like, <laughs> the dubstep. That makes perfect it, yeah. sense. The dubstep. The master like, plan. Got him. Wow. Um, I like a one hour one arm power bomb though. Um, they got mm-hmm. that move off a couple times. That looked good. Um, and then I don't know if you'll touch on it later, but it looked like maybe we're getting a new tag team, perhaps. Uh, a little flash of something that happened, I, unless I that was my brain glitching again. No, I know what you're talking about. It's a stroke, another stroke yeah. from the dubstep, dubstep uh, stroke. I would be happy for a new tag team to step on and let's get some more competition. Uh, like I say every fucking week about the tag team here, but anyway, I'm rambling and I just did a star and a half, couldn't really do much more than that. Too. Mm-hmm. Um, I certainly think we project, uh, if not our emotions, our, our hopes and dreams uh, onto these matches. And I don't have frequently any. Fi- well, we <laughs> frequently find that they're stepped on and uh, and, and just stomped out of existence. But, um, like everything. But, um, yeah, off night for the Lucha Dragons for whatever reason. I, I don't know what happened here. Um, maybe some legit injuries going on or... Maybe they'll make a storyline out of it. Who knows? Um, but uh, still nice to see uh, Bud and Wes have a have a good, solid outing. Um, if anything, you would you would think that the Lucha Dragons, it would be on them to be the glue that holds this thing together, especially with such a such a new tag team, even though um, Blake and Murphy are our champions. Um, I don't know. You figured they might be, there might be a degree of handholding here mm. in this, uh, in this rematch, which I am glad that the rematch exists um, given how sort of uh, shocking and, and a little bit fluky that title change was. Um, and I'm glad that we do give uh, the champions here a more decisive victory now. Uh, they look good uh, in winning this one. You could tell, like Jake said, they've been working on their game. Um, like all these these like sweet moves that they're doing, it's like okay, just like we practice. You know, mm-hmm. you, you can tell Pretty like much. they work this stuff out <laughs> yeah. at the performance center or whatever. Um, 
and they're kind of they're like kind of into getting to to showcase this stuff um, in front of a live crowd. So um, th- th- that enthusiasm is just pretty mm-hmm. infectious. So I'm getting more and more just bought in. I think with with this new tag team. So uh, if I mean with a, a little bit of um, just a, a little bit of um, that enthusiasm and a prayer, I, I guess is all it takes for me to give this match <laughs> two stars. Um, nice. So I'm a little bit higher on it than you, Jenny. Um, but I don't know what's up with, with the dragons here. Um, glad they didn't switch the titles back to them, given their, their showing tonight. Mm. Right. I, I like your point mm-hmm. about, you know, them, like you can kind of tell, like, like we practiced, you know, like, I don't mind that though. I don't either. And I, I actually, I found that I kind of enjoy that in watching this version of NXT, mm-hmm. um, because you can, it's cool when you can see them learning, you know, and showing yeah. off what they've learned, and like that's and showing how off what they've learned. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. It's a nice point. Yeah, I ended up going two and a half, but I may have just been. Um, it could have been the moves. The, the sweet the moves. moves kind of yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. This would be a match like if if they just showed you like highlights of it, you would think it was like a four star match or something. <laughs> you sure, know, like sure, yeah. Just not but, the botchy ones. But we're still waiting for like when are we going to get like a NXT tag team banger? Yep. Like we've been doing this for like a year and we've yet to really like eat this one on paper. Could if the Lucha Dragons were on their game, they could have maybe, but we're still waiting. Uh, anyway, so uh, like Jenny mentioned earlier, we get some static and we see something that says the takeover has just begun. So um, interesting to use takeover when it's uh, the name of the show's takeover. It's yeah, it's wow. a, little, a little confusing. Anyway, you're like they, uh, it, like no, we're like three matches deep, dude. It's been <laughs> but, only for yeah, a minute. Has it just right. begun? About halfway through the show, guys. <laughs> we're halfway done here. Um, <laughs> come on, pal. Uh, for the record, I have no idea what this is in reference to. Okay, I, I was I was hoping for same. a little sneak peek, but I have no recollection. But they did acknowledge it. I feel like didn't we get a few of these on the TV? Yeah. But they didn't really. They didn't acknowledge it. This one, like Rich is like, hey guys, what was that? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Which uh, we have Rich printed on commentary, who's uh, you know, yes, he's there. Um, and Corey and right. Albert as well. Which I mean. To to give you an idea of how bad a night the Lucha Dragons were having, I mean, even even this clown car commentary team was kind of getting on them. Like, what are yeah. they doing? Why don't they follow up? You know, what's <laughs> what's with the? Why are you grandstanding? Da da da. Pet him. So, and they they don't usually. That's I won't say they true. outright. Mm-hmm. I won't say they outright buried the guys, but it came kind of close. It was sort of that. You know how. JR would talk about how a match would be bull and shoe ugly. And he had his coded way of, of shitting on a match. And they, they're kind of getting on these guys in ways that, you know, we're not used to hearing in NXT commentary. Hmm. I wonder if that's like an angle thing. That's what I wondered. I, hmm. I doubt it, but I mean, I guess we'll see. I, we're giving them know. a lot of credit. I think they were yeah, just, I think, 
trying to cover for it. Yeah, like, we're or, trying to make things complicated when there nobody cares. Like they're. Just, it's like it's never that subtle, right? I mean, this is yeah, this is never. wrestling. They don't even have writers, as we established. We're, we're trying to make it something. It's not. Yeah. <laughs> what about the marks? And another thing is that uh, these are live, pal. Like compared to the yeah. shows we usually watch, the takeovers were live, so it's not like they yeah. even had the choice. They couldn't really go and edit any of that out, too. So they just had to do their best to help them out. All right. So after a a, a bit of a lackluster start to the show, we'll see because our last few here. Now we get the heavy hitters to see if they can kind of pick things up. Um, so our next match is going to be Finn versus Neville. This will be the number one contenders match. We get a pretty good video package. Kind of puts over the similarities of these two, uh, like their international backgrounds, both of them being like ridiculous athletes. Um, which I thought was well done. I think all of them, we'll, we'll talk about the others as they come, but I thought all the video packages for our big matches were really well done. Um, we get the full demon entrance by Finn. That lasts for a, a good few minutes here, but he's in full demon regalia. Uh, real fluid start from these guys. Uh, it just really feels like two just absurd athletes kind of feeling each other out, like going back and forth, uh, jockeying for momentum. Everything looks real tight and impactful. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, every time I'm like describing this, I'm like, these two insane athletes are so tight and impactful. Uh, <laughs> these two uh, men chiseled out of stone. Is like, anyway, the commentary pushed it. turned on, Jake. I don't know. I'm like, look at my notes. It's like, uh, anyway, the commentary pushed at the first person who can get to the top rope uh, first wins, which I get what they're trying to do, like tell the story, but that sounds kind of absurd as a you know, how the match is going to go. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not really buying that. But after a little bit of a slow start there, like, I thought this the start was slow, but they did enough to keep me in it. Like I said, I think the fluidity of it all really uh, helped with that. But it picks up when Balor, uh, he's kind of stalking Neville on the outside, and he just drop kicks him into the barricade. I feel like that's when the match really started going in earnest. Um, and then they go in and do this insane spot where um, all I can think during this is like, imagine like trusting someone to stomp the back of your neck in midair. Like Ooh. Finn does here. Like that is, you gotta, you gotta have some trust in uh, somebody there, but uh, they execute and it looks awesome. And from this point on, it's just like bombs away, like German suplexes. They're just empty in the tank out here. Uh, Finn survives a, it's not the red arrow, but it's a very, I called it a very red arrow like maneuver. Like uh, Neville does like a corkscrew. Yeah, I think it was that Phoenix splash that uh, right. Rollins always does and misses when he does it. Um, I don't think he's ever hit that move, but uh, Neville, boy, on the button with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so he hits that. Finn's able to survive that. Finn starts his comeback, hits a sling blade, but Neville comes right back at him um, and gives him a nice stiff kick right in the face, uh, which looked real good. And then uh, Neville goes up to do the red arrow, but Finn gets his knees up on that for a really great near fall. But Finn is still able to get up after that and hit the coup de grace for the win. So, like I said earlier in my um, my uh, somewhat erotic commentary, uh, two studs in here giving just, <laughs> just so many words. I have studs, uh, insane <laughs> athletes, uh, just killer like athletic battles. I mean, <laughs> Jake. 
right. But uh, yeah, just like two insane athletes uh, just doing sick moves. Uh, I did think towards the end it was a little your move, my move, but when all the moves are that good, it doesn't really matter. Like they still piece it together well. And uh, it did seem like they were both trying to win when they were hitting their, like throwing their bombs. So I thought it made sense right there. And I think it makes sense for Finn to win in this position. He's kind of getting the rocket push. Neville's almost at that point where he's kind of, for, at least for the current moment, he's kind of made. And I don't think he loses anything by uh, losing this match here to Finn. Uh, so I ended up going three and three quarter on this one, Tim. I really dug it. Uh, yeah, this is kind of a low-key dream match on paper, mm-hmm. I think, in a lot of ways, especially by today's standards. And we forget, you know, that there was a time when uh, these NXT takeovers um, were not like the blow-away potential 10 out of 10 shows that we kind of remember them from in their heyday. Like, the, the reason we started doing the show in the first place, I think, is because of our, our love of a, a certain period of uh, takeovers, a, a, a temporary, um, you know, uh, grace that that existed that is no longer in this world but anyway point being uh takers were not always like that and this unfortunately is a match that doesn't get a lot of time that probably would had it had it taken place like oh maybe just a year two years later um and and would have been even better than it is here which i i think um this is a, a pretty great showing uh, for two athletes who um, are, are absolute Greek gods tr- chiseled out of granite, mm. <laughs> like come to life, uh, you know, rock hard, as, as Jake put it, um, right. and, and making me, uh, never mind. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I do think the ending does get a little, uh, like you said, Jake, your move, my move, but but in a way that really adds to the drama of okay, who's gonna win? Like who's gonna who's gonna have the advantage here, rather than feeling you know move spammy, which which it can sometimes, and and there's not a lot of drama to that necessarily. This really felt like, I mean, as credit to the commentators, it was really that war over who gets to the top rope, who manages to hit their their big move, and and that's what decides it. Um, I really bit on that, that red arrow, um, into the cradle by, by Finn. Mm-hmm. I, I thought that was going to be a finish right there. So, so to get a little, little extra on top of that, I certainly appreciated, but, um, everything looks, looks crisp here. Everything looks perfect. You even get, um, a very kind of uncharacteristic, uh, of Neville, more of a ground game where, you know, he's utilizing that side headlock. He's being a little bit more cautious, um, than he normally is in these matches, which is good to show how much respect he has for his opponent and how seriously he's taking this. So, uh, this, this really, if anything, I, I just, I could have, I could have stood for it to go, um, even longer, uh, because I know they, they've got it in them. But for the time they had, uh, I think they really did make the most of it. I'm going uh, three and a half on this one. Hmm. Three and a half stars. Okay. Um, well, I have, um, I think I've compared Neville to a sexy golem before. You have. And so I was thinking about that comparison. And, like, I feel like 
um, when Neville first became champion, he was like, you know, Gollum before he turned into a creature. And um, <laughs> and he has, like, had this sort of slow deterioration. He's not like... Oh, no. He's not like... um, Not in his wrestling or anything, but more like just his demeanor. Like, oh, okay. Because... Um, I, I I get the feeling like I used to get that happy like hopeful feeling. Now I get like sort of like a darker mm. um, vibe from him. Maybe it's because he's losing. <laughs> it could be that. Um, but anyway, he he's amazing. Like he, I I hate to see him lose. I really do. I always hate it because he's just great. But oh, yeah. he and Finn, I thought, sort of we're really feeding off of each other during this and they're both really great. How did, how did you feel about the demon entrance though, Tim? I don't know if you, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I've never that. been, mm-hmm. I guess, um, I'm like you and, and Jake, I'm just such a Neville Mark and yeah. just unapologetically. I've just never been as into Finn, and I get mm-hmm. why, I get why other people are, but I, I mean, I've never been wowed over by the deep. I mean, what is it? It's he's doing a, a carnage cosplay <laughs> with like a, an Adam Durwitz wig or something. A like. the wig, wig, I believe. The wig, yeah. the wig is the part that like, if the he wig, did it all without the wig, I'd be like, all right, cool. But the wig is like, the wig so is bad, the part right? where I'm like, the wig looks kind of hokey. The wig is kind of where battlefield I, earth shit. I mean, <laughs> he loses me a bit with the, uh, it's just yeah. not as intimidating as I think that he thinks it is or it's supposed to be. And I'm just I always want somebody to just just attack him from behind. When he's coming out just, <laughs> that would just be totally great. like yeah. imagine the heat that they would get if they just like hit him with a chair while, while he's doing his fucking um, avant garde bullshit entrance just just shits K- all KO over. KO would be the one to do it like Kevin yeah, right like right. Yeah. also he power bombs him or something. I guess I've always thought of it as not as intimidating and more like you said before, sort of <laughs> performancey. Um mm-hmm. you know theatrical, you know, um, than like scary. But uh, yeah, yeah, I mean I'm the same about Neville. Like to me, he's just leagues above him. It just will be in my mind. That's just how it is. So I, I do hate to see him lose, but he, he is just really good. He's never not good. And it breaks my it broke my heart when he fucking <laughs> did when he got the knees up on the red arrow like no because yeah. that that move has been money oh yeah we love that move for all this um time. that said I I can't say that Finn doesn't bring it in ring yeah oh he does like it, it's it's not like he couldn't keep up or he doesn't deserve it or you know he he's a lesser athlete by any means it's just you know we're not as into <laughs> <laughs> as we right. are in Neville, so and we never will. And people probably get sick of us oh, saying sure. this, but I'm sure. But listen, they won't have to hear it for for much longer. I'm sure well, look, Neville's not going to be around forever. I'm just going to say that when you're writing your notes out, typing them, um, and you want to write Red Arrow, it's a lot easier to spell than Crudita or whatever he does. <laughs> Crudita. <laughs> 
I'm just saying. For spelling purposes. <laughs> the Nala mode. <laughs> the charcuterie or whatever I don't, uh, he calls it. The Al Gratin. <laughs> so anyway, I gave it three and three quarter stars. Oh, yeah. Jenny, you might be on to some with this long-term like uh, Neville's character because the way you're saying this is not that far off from where his character eventually goes when he gets to the main roster and becomes like the the bastard or whatever shit like maybe this is all a, a long term like him slowly uh, slowly turning into Gollum yeah I, yeah the rings are to pollute his soul yeah yeah it it come I mean you know I'm here for it. Neville pollute hey, my soul I, I thought <laughs> you know there you say that I was thinking. <laughs> Maybe I was thinking maybe I was writing my notes. Maybe I was channeling. I think I was channeling our pal Louis Menard when I was writing these notes. Always. (laughs) Yeah. It's it's a hot match. I'll say that. Yeah. uh, Anyway. All right. So we we showed remarkable restraint. (laughs) Right. That's true. (laughs) All right. So, uh, all right. So we're off to, I feel like the. The cards pick it up. Let's see if we continue with our women's cool. match. Um, yeah. We get the um, what's going to become a trend, I think. They might have done these before, but I really noticed on this show, and it becomes like a staple of NXT on these takeovers to have like the uh, the hype packages for the match. We don't just get clips of everything that's happened. We also get like interspersed these like sit down interviews where you get like the lines from everybody's involved in the match and them talking about it, which I kind of dig. It's like a different way. I don't think you see that as much on like the main WWE stuff. And it kind of gets, it's a good chance for everybody to show like their perspective on the match. Like in this one, we get a little bit from Bay, a little bit from Sasha, Becky, Charlotte, like to show what each of their mindset is coming here. And they kind of, it does well. Like you have Charlotte, who's like obviously the dominant champion. Becky is more like just trying to prove herself. Cause she's kind of seen as the, you know, maybe the one that's not on the level of the other one. Sasha's finally trying to win the title. Bailey's trying to prove that she's aggressive. So they kind of able to get that all across in the, uh, in the uh, little interviews they do in the high package, which I thought was well done. But, um, but anyway, uh, Becky and Sasha team up and this is like a huge controversy on commentary is Albert and Corey Graves just keep going back and forth arguing over this. Like um, at one point, uh, <laughs> Corey tells us like uh, Albert's like they're forming an alliance and like, it's not an alliance. So only one person can win. And uh, like, they can't both pin them and they just keep arguing back and forth forever about this. Um, but they quickly neutralize Charlotte for a moment as they throw her into the, um, they must've said it like 800 times, the led board. They threw uh, Charlotte into <laughs> yes, the, LED the LED board on the, on the apron and they kind of knock her out right there. Uh, but they quickly, their alliance falls apart. They're at odds when the ref won't count, when they both go to pin Bailey and, um, and so they kind of go after each other. Becky launches Sasha with a nice suplex. I have to say, um, and it was a major thread throughout this match. I feel like the um, one of the digs you always hear, like with women's wrestling, um, especially like before this era, was like their stuff doesn't look good. Like it never looks like they're laying it in or anything. Mm-hmm. No one could say that they weren't laying it in this match because like no. all the offense in this match was it was snug, brother. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were they were letting it go but uh becky attacks bailey's knees here so they kind of work in bailey's uh previous knee injury um and they kind of do the typical fatal four-way thing like kind of pairing off with each other but they also but they kind of have this thread that no one could take down charlotte charlotte is like the one who is kind of always involved in whatever's going on and you see them all maybe put a little bit more into going after her 
uh, double nasty D in the corner by Sasha with uh, Becky and Charlotte stacked, which I thought was another mm. thing they did well in this match is they did a lot of um, spots that involved three people. They didn't just do the like pairing off thing, which I thought was cool. Uh, Bailey the belly and Charlotte, but Becky pulls her out. And they, like I said, they do a lot of the typical four way stuff, but all the stuff looks good. Like their offense looks good. It's fluid. They're going from spot to spot. Uh, good near falls too that the crowd's really biting on as they keep on going. Uh, but again, the main thing I took away is that they are all getting their shit in on Charlotte. Mm-hmm. Like they're really focusing on her. Becky and Bailey end up getting knocked out, and uh, Sasha locks in the bank statement. She uh, Charlotte's fighting for a good like two minutes. She's almost to the ropes, and what I thought was a really good spot for the finish, uh, knowing that uh, Charlotte's about to get the ropes, uh, Sasha kind of pulls her in and rolls her kind of into a backslide and is able to get the one, two, three that way uh the crowd is shocked here that charlotte loses um i did think that they sort of protected charlotte in this match a bit even though she's losing in that she's obviously at a disadvantage because she's a champion of fatal four-way and like they're all unloading on her like everybody in there was trying to get you know their biggest moves on charlotte knowing that she's the strongest and i think if you are going to take the belt off of charlotte sasha makes the most sense of all these four at this point in the game um but yeah the Overall, to me, it felt like a coming out party for this whole division. Like we've seen a lot of most of these women matches have been good, but just to see all four of them in there at the same time, like everybody held their own. You didn't really feel like anybody. I, I didn't feel like anybody. It's like a weak link. Um, the only thing I took away that was kind of a bummer, which Jenny, I know you're probably disappointed that she lost it all, but just that Charlotte lost in a mm. multi multi woman match. I would like maybe her to have like a um, a big singles match to lose it, but. At the same time, it sort of protected her. But uh, I ended up going three and three quarter on this one as well. I thought this was a pretty killer match. Um, in a type of match that can very easily get kind of mediocre. I think a four-way can easily fall into like the same kind of tropey shit. And I think they kept the pace up and kept the energy up. So I dug it, Jenny. Yeah. So like I said in the beginning, this was the one that I was really looking forward to the most. Um for of course Charlotte reasons, but just to to know what it's like to watch these women in in this match, which you know these matches are part of why I wanted to be part of this podcast, uh, learning about um, the history of of basically all of the the future women's division in the main roster. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, it's it's pretty amazing match um, because look they've been doing good work but they haven't been doing this this whole time um, like you said it was not soft looking it was like especially Sasha who I think is a good pick to win like you said and I liked her more in this match than I've liked her in pretty much anything that we've seen so far mm-hmm. um and that when she is focused, she's real good. And she wasn't, they, I like her and Becky sort of um, not playing together. Um, uh, I wouldn't call, would, would we call it a turn on Becky's part? Um, because, I mean, they're opposites in the match. It's not a tag match. So it's like, I don't know if it counts as a turn on Sasha, but. And I think, um, yeah, in, in the build, I think they kind of hinted like, in the last couple of weeks that they're kind of going into this match that they were kind of like Separate. not completely. Yeah. Not on the outs with each other, but there was like tension, but they didn't, they 
pretty much put that away early in the match, um, which was good because, I, like you said, I didn't want it to be like everybody gangs up on Charlotte. Um, and they did a good job of mixing it up. And when she was in, she did get ganged up on, but she was also not in the match for big chunks. So, um, anyway, Sasha was focused and not throwing an absolute shit fit. Um, halfway through the match, which was, yes, which was good. Um, now Becky, I thought pulled up a lot of like power moves, like that one suplex that she did was fucking boss. And she was like a really good addition. Um, and, and I think it was a good showing for her to show what she can do just outside of being Sasha's little, you know, buddy. Um, Bailey had a lot of attitude, a lot of fire. She was that spot where she kept doing the back elbows in the corner on Charlotte. There was a lot of emotion in that. Um, and I really ended up liking Bailey a lot more than I typically do like Bailey. Um, and then Charlotte, you know, I think she's the, she makes everybody look good. You know, it's part of why I love her. And she did what she was supposed to do in this match, which was let the others shine, I thought. It just, especially on the Sasha side. Like, that ending was kind of meh, like, for me. But that's the only way I'd really ding it, because I just really loved the energy and the pace, the chemistry. You could tell they worked on it. Like, we talked about with the tag match earlier. It was a lot of, like, not, like, let me show you what I, this new thing I can do, but more like... I've been working on this for a minute and I put this together and I'm really good at it. And that's, that's the kind of feel that I got from the match. Anyway, I, I rambled a lot and I gave it four and one quarter stars. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. Um, this match is a sprint. I mean, an, an out and out sprint for a, a you know, a fatal four way, um, like a lot of matches on this card doesn't get a ton of time, but um, boy, do they they pack a lot in there with with what they do have. Um, so good, not just from the standpoint of work rate, but from the standpoint of of character development as well. Um, and you can really see Charlotte as kind of kind of the glue that holds this thing together. Mm-hmm. Which uh, similar to to what I talked about um, in our opener, where where we sort of uh, wondered you know, what's, what's next for a guy like a uh, Tyler breeze and look at where he is on the card now. Um, not to say that, that Charlotte is anywhere near slipping into that role. She does have sort of a thankless job here where she kind of has to eat shit, mm-hmm. um, take a lot of offense from, from her opponents, um, and doesn't get a lot of shine herself. Um, but she, she, um, I mean, she she really is the absolute professional in here as sort of the, the veteran of the group um, and just just keeps everything firing on all cylinders. And, and I think that is that is an incredibly difficult task with so many moving parts like you have here. Um, one of the other criticisms about women's wrestling, and I know we've talked about this before, especially especially NXT women's wrestling is. You know, not not just the the lack of oh they're not really laying it in, but you know w- when you get a match 
that comes out of nowhere like this, everybody goes, oh, well, it's so rehearsed. And, and Jimmy, Jenny, I feel like you sort of alluded to this, where it's like, oh, you can tell they just went over, over and over and over these spots in the performance center. And, um, I mean, I, I guess there may be something to that. It's just something that that has also never bothered me. Mm-hmm. But if somebody is going to have that criticism, I, I could see them having it for, for this match. To me... It's just a, a match where all of the competitors look very prepared, um, very composed, and it, it comes off well. If somebody else wants to say, oh, it's it's too rehearsed, then I, I guess I can't stop you from, from having um, that bug up your ass. But mm. uh, big coming out party for Sasha, no doubt. Um, she almost looks as surprised as, as I think the fans were by, by the decision which just again speaks to the, the strong character development where she's like, I actually I actually did it. I went out there, I believed in myself, and I, I got the job done, and I'm the boss. Um you also have Becky stepping out of, of Sasha's shadow, becoming getting a little bit closer to the Becky that that we know and love. She's she's got a ways to go, but she's um certainly not the toady <laughs> that she has been uh, over these past few months. Um, Becky, I think, excuse me, not Becky Bailey, um, of all of the women in this match, I think was the most impressive to me, mm-hmm. uh, surprisingly enough. I thought she, um, she really showed out here and I, I mean, I could have seen an argument for putting this title on Bailey here, um, just cause she was, she was very, very impressive. Um, they do a lot of those those spots where, you know, somebody goes outside the ring and then two others go. But in a way that I, I felt was more believable than, than convoluted, a lot of times it's like, you know, somebody will just take a back elbow on the outside and, and they're just out cold for the next 10 minutes, you know, mm-hmm, just inexplicably. Mm-hmm. But every time they, they sort of did that little do do pair off, type sequence that you get in these multi-person matches, I thought there was a, a good rationale for it. So, and that, that again, it is very hard to do convincingly. Um, but they, they really, um, they managed to pull it off. Um, all in all, my, my impression of this match was not as strong as, as my initial viewing for some reason. Like I remember the first time watching this being blown away as in like, best women's match there's ever been in the company kind of thing. And I, I I don't know that it holds up as, as strong as that first impression. Um, but that's just a credit to, I don't know how far everyone has come, I think. So for me, it's like, it, it doesn't get to that, you know, four star level that, that it probably did back in 2015, but I'm, I'm still comfortable signing off at like, three and three quarters. So mm, yeah, okay. this is, uh, uh, and that, and that, that sounds like sort of damning with faint praise, but, it, but it's really not, um, that, that this, this is a very <laughs> impressive match. It just, it doesn't quite get to the level. I think that, that we're used to seeing from the horsewomen, mm-hmm. Right. Um, so it maybe doesn't exactly live up to its reputation, at least in my mind, but um, it's by no means uh, a dog. So, right. yeah, big, big, big deal here. And 
and like I said earlier, this it's a tough type of match to really like. I feel like it's hard to have like a transcendent fatal four way. You know, it's just a tough match mm-hmm. to. It is, and I almost it give is. them credit for this too, as you know, this being developmental to go out there and do this. Like I can't I imagine this is an easy match to lay out and execute because you have so many moving parts. Where a singles match, it's like, all right, it's me and you, and we do our thing. Like this mm-hmm. is. You know, everybody's got to play their part. So credit to them on that. Yeah, I, I thought they all looked great. And I, I think another thing that's cool about this is you come out of it, and this is something I kind of associate with the the peak takeovers, is now we we have somewhere to go. Like, it makes me want to see where they're going to go now because now mm-hmm. Sasha's the champion. Like, mm-hmm. who's is Charlotte going to come back for a belt? Is Bailey kind of going to go because she's kind of had odds? Or is Becky going to go after because they're, like, used to be partners? So it kind of leaves you with some intrigue as to where they're going to go next, which is cool. And Charlotte did the handshake at the end, which was awesome. She yes. did the handshake and, at the end. Yep. And they did the little shove, too. So mm-hmm. they didn't – they shoved each other because they were fucking around. All right, so – all right, two Even good though, ones. We'll I think I think Jenny and I would have marked out if if she had just fucking speared Sasha and yeah. put her in a figure eight. <laughs> <laughs> they just count. They just counted and give themselves back to her. It, <laughs> just... <laughs> right. Hogan at WrestleMania nine. <laughs> Wait, she it's just that out. Charlotte thing that she does. You know, I don't know. It it's just, but it's, I mean, you, I can't. I, I think was it you, Jake, who said. Um, Charlotte losing in this this multi person setting is a little bit like mm, was that really the right call? I don't remember her losing the belt like that. I remember it being like a singles match with her and Char- Charlotte where she drops the belt. So this was sort of like oh, kind of a surprise ending t- to me on rewatch. Um, so that was another thing that maybe I was just unprepared for. Um, if, if nothing else, I think we've established. In the course of doing this podcast, that my memory is absolute shit, <laughs> um, total Swiss cheese. So, uh, you know, they they clearly put Sasha over very strong. She she gets the win over the champion. It's not like she pins you know Bailey or Becky. Um, so so they want to put her over strong and say you know there's you know real no excuses here, um, no technicality. She she got the win over the champion, albeit in a fatal four way. But um, it does somewhat take the wind out of your sails when it's, you know, when you when you've got two other competitors involved. So I, I mm-hmm. do see something to that, and part of me just wishes they kept the title on Charlotte here, had her go out and, and had a solid title defense, and then let her drop it to to Sasha, one on one. But it is what it is. We'll see what happens because I don't remember either. Luckily, our memories are shit, so she may end up getting <laughs> yes. it back and never. I was know. gonna say they may do like a hot potato <laughs> thing for Who a while. Knows. So, all right, all right, and with that, we will head into our big main event that has been brewing uh, for the last two months since Kevin Owens debuted and attacked Sami Zayn. Another great video package for this one, like laying out the feud, all the personal nature of it, like showing the pictures of them when they were coming up together and wrestling. They even added the, um, I think something that they didn't touch on as much in the build too, is this whole idea of um, like that Kevin Owens kind of gave up his opportunity by having a wife and kids and stuff mm-hmm, like that. They mm-hmm. kind of get into that. So it gets real, real personal mm-hmm. here. Like even Sammy being a little bit like, well, he made his choice. He wouldn't have a kid and I wanted to be, you know, champion. So it's a, uh, 
even Sam are getting a little, a little nasty here. Love to see it. Well, that's what you get. Mm-hmm. Right. So we um we uh we do the whole uh, entrances starting in the backstage. <laughs> Jared. Like, he's he's doing yeah. this very very shitty, very uh, passive aggressive. Well, you know, you wanted to make the mistake of getting married and having a kid like a dumbass, and then that's your <laughs> right. fucking problem. Some some of us have priorities, pal. <laughs> Right, and like KO goes right wrong. back at him as like he's selfish. He just wanted, to, like KO is like, well, you just wanted to, uh, you only cared about yourself. Like you didn't want a family because you just worried about yourself. So they kind of, he kind of turns it back right. <laughs> but they do the, uh, they do the uh, kind of not the full Goldberg entrance where he's walking all over, but they're both backstage. Like just add a little more juice to this, to the, the ambiance of the whole thing. They show him like backstage as they walk out, and you can tell Sammy is serious here because he does not, he doesn't even skank so. He's not, uh, it's very he's, limited uh, skanking, yes. Uh, he's he's all business tonight. But um uh Owen stalls right from the beginning playing some mind games with Sammy as a uh, commentary points out how shrewd Owens has been throughout this whole thing. He's only been here for two months to the day, guys, and he's already um getting a title shot. Uh Sammy uh finally gets fed up with it. He dives over the ref and a cool start to the match as uh he kind of lights the fuse that way by doing his signature swanton to the outside. And they are just really laying into each other. Lots of stiff shots here. Sammy is bumping all over the place. He's like Mr. Perfect in this match. Like uh always like throws him in the corner. He's like ping-ponging all around. And a lot then it gets to this point where Kale's just beating the shit out of him. Um kind of grinds him down and He's like working a lot of chin locks and stuff, drawing at the crowd through this, um, which I did think it got to kind of a methodical pace, especially like at this point. And I was going to ask you guys before we get into the mm. where things kind of pick up. What did you think? Did they lose you, Jenny? Yes. Kinda, um, did they lose you a bit in here when it kind of ground down a bit? Yeah. I mean, like, like my first couple of notes are like, you know, this has a one of the a few I think that we've seen big match feels. Um, on these shows mm-hmm. and you know the very good story and the very good build and we all, we've been all in and then it's just like we grinded like we just like did this slow pace like there's no heat like it there was no heat in it I don't know it just yeah I gotta tell you I was like um what are we doing during the first part of this mm-hmm. match Especially the way they booked KO as the sort of yeah. Vader Vader light, where he just comes in and destroys guys, and has been talking it's talking up this big game about how you know come take over. I'm going to similarly destroy my friend Sami Zayn. You know, just this cold blooded mercenary. And I mean, I get that Kevin Owens is a troll, right? All the stalling tactics uh-huh. and stuff uh-huh. like that are very fitting for his character. But when it comes to the end ring, I mean, he should just be an absolute monster like true and, and it should be everything sammy can do just just to hang on and, and survive right even if he's not constantly eating offense if if he's you know kind of doing the stick and move thing like like a sean michaels I, I could see that but this sort of very grinding pace um it's just ill-fitting for for both of them right yeah, I was like back and forth on it. And I was like, there were points like in the early part where I was like, maybe gave him the benefit of the doubt. Like you said, Tim, like it's just very character heavy. Like he's just doing the, the weird like psychopath KO thing where he's making it real slow because he just wants to mess with him. But yeah, it was definitely the early part. I was, it was not what I expected. I'll put it that way. But uh, mm-hmm. 
Um, it starts to pick up a bit. Sammy rallies. He gets some clotheslines. He uh, throws KO into the steps. He hits the blue thunder bomb. The crowd starts to wake up at this. Uh, but then he runs right into a Kevin Owens kick. Kevin Owens hits the cannonball in the corner. Uh, he does a sick move. I don't even know what you call this, but he like drops him right on his neck onto uh, mm-hmm. he drops Sammy onto his knee right on the neck, which looked pretty vicious. So he is kind of stepping up the uh, stepping up the violence here a bit. KO heads up to the top. Um, and I love these little details like he's spitting at him <laughs> while he's on the top probe. Mm. Like he just looks like a lunatic. Uh, but then he goes to do the senton and uh, Sammy gets the knees up. He hits the exploder. Uh, he goes for the Huluva kick, but as we've seen with Sammy many times, this is uh, it's a move you have to load up a little bit too much, and <laughs> it does not uh, lead to a great success rate for Sammy. But mm-hmm. uh, he goes for that. KO bails on him. Sammy avoids the powerbomb on the apron and a callback to uh, whenever KO uh, debuted and powerbombed him into the apron. But he ends up knocking his head on the uh, on the metal part on the ramp whenever he goes for like a springboard moonsault. And he really did look like he hit it pretty nasty. But they play out for the rest of the match that he's like in a daze. And yeah. because he's in a daze, he walks right into a pop-up powerbomb. He kicks out of that. KO just picks him up again, goes for the kill, powerbombs him two more times. Uh, and they kind of sell that Sammy kicks out just on pure instinct. Then he just starts clubbing the piss out of him, just hitting him in the face. Uh, the trainer comes to check on Sammy, and KO just grabs him away from the trainer, gives him two more power bombs. Uh, he gives another kick out, just kind of a lifeless kick out, another power bomb, and another one. And eventually, the ref just has to stop the match, and they give KO the belt. the uh, The crowd is just completely stunned because um, they uh, it's like they just watched Sammy get murdered right here in the end. But they, like. They even mention it too, like during the match. Uh, somebody on commentary compares it to the Cena Lesnar match, which I feel like there's kind of shades of that in this. But I was so this is like such a tough match to rate for me, like because for one, I'm I'm with you guys and like I thought there should have been a lot more intensity. Like even if you're going to go methodical, make it a bit mm-hmm. more intense. Mm-hmm. But there were like some great moments in here. I did feel like by the end of it, they did get the viciousness. Like what you were talking about, Tim, it didn't come through in the early part, but I thought by the end, I think they got the KO viciousness across. And I kind of did like the finish just because it was, it felt like it fit Kevin Owens. It was like a weird, like uncomfortable finish where the crowd doesn't know what's going on. And then like he gets the win and then he finds the only emotion he's ever shown. He starts celebrating with the title and he's all smiley and happy, which I thought was a good little touch. But like while they're looking at Sammy's corpse, who's just like <laughs> laying there on the mat. And I just part of me liked it because it's just so different from everything we've seen in NXT so far to just have this like heel guy come in and work this like weird methodical pace. And then eventually he just like beats this guy till they have to stop the match. It was strange, but I enjoyed the way it came together in the, the end. But I would agree that the beginning was maybe a bit too slow and they could have maybe ramped up the intensity, but I did like the second half of the match. Um, I don't know. And I'm interested to see where it goes now with that finish, but uh, I'm, I think I'm going to go, I think I'm going to go four on it, which maybe I'm, I have a feeling I'm going to be high based on what you guys have said already, but I just kind of liked the finish and the way it went in the second half. Um, Tim, what did you end up thinking of this altogether? Uh, I mean, I, I think they got there in the end, um, in terms of accomplishing what they, they needed to and, and telling a pretty effective story at the same time. Um, 
it just sort of felt like it was an artificially long match. It was just sort of long for the sake of, well, this is our takeover main event, so it should be, you know, 20 minutes plus or whatever. Um, at least that's what it feels like. And it's just, I don't think that this feud has really justified a long match. You know what I mean? Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, they, they do good work. Um, the finish, uh, I have very mixed feelings about it. I, I sort of, part of me thinks it was like too many kickouts, but I mean, I get that that's also Sammy's character. Um, and, and you also, you know, want to keep him protected to a certain extent, which like the ref stoppage sort of deal does do that. But I, I don't know. I I sort of think like KO should have, you know, powerbombed him a few times in the ring and then dragged his ass outside and hit the <laughs> hit the ring apron powerbomb and then just put mm-hmm. him away. Right. Um it's not as one-sided as as a Cena Lesnar, um, but I, I do see that comparison, uh, and clearly, like that's sort of what they were going for. Um, but I just thought that that middle stretch does kind of drag it down. Uh, I am interested to see where they go from here. I'm, I'm glad that they're going to keep this going apparently. And they, they sort of give Sammy an out in that, like maybe he got his bell rung. So, you know, he, he was, if he had been at a hundred percent, maybe he could have actually pulled this thing out. Um, you know, there, there is that, that sort of, um, degree of doubt there. So, uh, yeah, I, I it still got me invested in, in what they're doing. I just, I think compared to the build, it was, a little bit of, I'm not saying an out and out disappointment, but, but not exactly what, um, what I was expecting. So I'm going to go, uh, it is hard to grade though. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm going to give it three and a half stars. Oh, really? All right. Yeah. Um, y'all said a lot of how I felt. Mm -hmm. Um, I was, yeah, it, it didn't, it wasn't what I thought it would be. Um, and, and I am also famously quite dumb sometimes because sometimes somebody will be selling an injury so well and, and, and you know, the refs doing it and the people coming to the ring are doing it. And I'm like, okay, he's, he looks hurt. I'm like, mm-hmm. is, is it real? And then they start doing the weird power bombs. And then they're like, call it, and then Kevin gets the belt. I'm like, okay, so was he really hurt? And they just fucked around in the end? Or was this the whole point? Because that changes my feelings about it. I am mixed because I I just didn't think that what they had done up until that point was all that great. You know? Yeah. And for what it's worth, my understanding is he was not legit hurt. Okay. Was, yeah. So that makes me hate it more. <laughs> okay. Um, not hate it more, but just be I just feel disappointed in it. Um part of me gives it to you, Jake, about, you know, it's different. At least it's different. And mm-hmm. I will give it credit for being different. Um I I just don't feel like it was like 
good enough on the different side. Right. <laughs> like, um, sometimes just different isn't enough. Um, but it, it just feels weird saying all that because I've liked everything up until this point. I like both of them and they're both really good. I just, for whatever reason, I can't get on board with, with the whole vibe of this match and the ending. Um, that being said, I did give it four stars um, because oh, I, feel, wow. I feel like <laughs> it's good. I'm just not digging it. Um, it's a strange match. It really it is, is. very like, weird. And I, I feel like maybe what I'm doing is giving it the benefit of the doubt because I'm like, probably it's like, well, it's like what we're saying is like, like, I didn't leave like this is di-, like, cause I feel like if I thought it sucked, I would just laugh like, well, that was stupid. Yeah. And it, I wasn't that, but also wasn't like, well, this is an all time classic. No. And so, so I feel like in that case, I'm going to be like, well, they, and I think the thing I was thinking is I, I like, what they got to in the end i think they got the finish that they were hoping for which okay. is like ko is like smiling while the crowd is just like <laughs> like they they do these crowd shots and the people are just looking like what the fuck just happened mm-hmm. like it just feels like it fits his like like tim said earlier it just kind of fits his whole vibe since he's come in that he's going to come in and weird in this win in this weird strange match where he just like power bombs sammy till he can't move and then just grabs the title and starts like jumping around while the crowd's like shell-shocked it's just such a weird like and he like, doesn't fits. care how That's he wins great point as, too. as long right. as he wins the title it, like he's not going to take a count out or dq of course yeah. because then he doesn't mm-hmm. he doesn't win the title but he doesn't care what it takes as long as he's walking out of there with the belt and I guess part of me knows that they probably have more matches to come. Mm-hmm. And it maybe that if this is the setup, like if this is like the blow off, then it would be, I feel like I would be more bummed about it. Mm-hmm. Like that. It's this weird finish, but kind of knowing that they're probably going to build off of it. It's like a interesting way to start it off. But like I said, from the beginning, it's just a tough match to rate. It's so, cause it's like, as a match, yeah, what I, I don't know how often I'd watch it again, because I'm with y'all. It's not the perfect version of this. Like I think, they probably could have trimmed mm. off some of that beginning part and still been and tightened it up. It would have probably been way better. Like it would have been much more like, uh, like Tim said, go like the sting Vader route, but they yep. went for a little bit of different angle, but yeah. Uh, how we feel about this new champ situation though. Um, Sammy was barely champ and he mm, worked so damn yeah. hard, like 78 matches to get there. Glad you brought that up. Yeah. It always bothers me when I know that they say the money's in the chase. And I, and I do very much believe that for, especially for your, your plucky underdog baby face who, who finally wins the big one, right? Somebody super connects with the crowd like a Sami Zayn and he, he chases and chases and chases, finally wins it. That's great. You know that, that, that <laughs> championship reign is not going to be long for this world. I get it. That's how these things work. But it always bothers me when when they finally win the big one and then immediately lose it, like, mm-hmm. in their next mm-hmm. big... And I don't know that this is for truly his first title defense. He probably had some title defenses that, that I'm forgetting on some Not of the really. NXT TV shows, right? I think he at least had a rematch with Neville, right? So well, they had that. Um, it's, it's, it's not technically his first title defense but it is his 
his next outing on a takeover. Mm-hmm. And so I always hate when they win the title on one takeover and then it's like, well, that's done. Okay, get get the get the belt the fuck off of him so we can do the chase again. You know? Right. I think he's it like a victim very... of them of them getting more and better guys. Like it I think is be- yeah. because they got KO, they're like, well, we have to tell this story now. Where it's, with it's Neville, it was almost like, yeah. yeah, like Neville benefited from them not having anybody. So like, yeah, just let Neville go out there. He's like mm. a fucking ridiculous athlete and we'll just feed guys to him because like mm-hmm. he's clear the alpha where now we're they're no getting... hurry to get it off him. yeah right and now sammy unfortunately for him they got ko and they have this built-in history between them and they want to go this route so unfortunately for him he's kind of got to lose because i feel like if you let him win it here that it's it's kind of weird for ko's come in and been this like mm-hmm. like you almost want K- the story they told you almost have to have ko come in and like see look my plan yeah, just like a, that's or I'll say he comes of, off like yeah. yeah, he becomes like just your heel of the month kind of thing if he mm-hmm. doesn't win this maybe. So the yeah. way that they brought Owens in, it, it doesn't make a lot of sense for him just to be in a mid card bullshit match on this. Like he kind of has to be challenging for you don't you don't want to Tommy so. right out the gate. <laughs> no, no, but you know, very uh, look at us with our deep. Uh, thinking about this match Got to i know we've here. been all KO and Sam, like, god fucking meta shit we're nothing if uh, not very serious wrestling fans and analysts of course we are we've done an amazing job uh right. breaking down this entire show and you've been very entertained hypothetical listener mm-hmm. yeah we, fuck, we fucking roll <laughs> you sure have uh, but that ends the show we end with ko celebrating to a uh shocked crowd but uh so overall, the show it definitely picked up. I mean, the first few, but honestly, that's not a huge chunk of the show. We kind, um, we're not at the point where you're going to get all bangers on these. Uh, you know, we got a few stinkers in the beginning, but I think the the big three delivered. I think pretty well, and um, I think for two hours, if all your big matches deliver, um, I think we all were three and a half or above on our big three matches. So, um, and I did think they had nice variety in the big matches mm-hmm. too. You had the four way, and then you had the odd <laughs> snuff film at the end there with mm-hmm. KO mm-hmm. beating up Sammy. So I ended up going seven out of 10 on this one. I think besides the couple little shitty shit stuff, the shitty shit we had in the beginning <laughs> the shit stuff. Yeah. It, uh, I think it's still overall pretty good show. Hmm. Part of me thinks that a seven would be too high at this point with all that's to come. So I'm going to do six and a half. Yeah. I was thinking I'm going to do a cowardly six and a half also. Um, <laughs> Excuse you. I, I was very, I was very yeah. brave at my six. The, and gen- half. the gentleman's two and the coward six and a half. <laughs> That's my favorite movie. Um, no, I, 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 I'm in full solidarity with you, Jenny, because seven feels too high, even though it's really not that high. It's just, uh, we we forget that there's a time, and I've said this already, when these shows were not just out-and-out bangers that completely broke our brains mm-hmm. month in and month out. And we, we just, we're getting there. We're getting there. I feel like we're our next show has, like, a real seven potential, and then we're looking at, like, once you get to, like, the eight and nines, like, that's that's the NXT that mm. that I fuck with, right? Love a good um, nine. 
<laughs> yeah. And we're just, we're not at that Nothing level. wrong with a coward six and a half, okay? <laughs> Nothing wrong with a cowardly. Well, it's cowardly because it's it's a half half rating. Nothing you know? wrong with a functional six and a half. A functional, yeah. A six is too low. A seven is too high. Right. Even though we, you know, a half, a half, uh, calling it in the middle is, is a little bit, a little bit shitty. Whatever. So, Why yeah. is it shitty? It, it just, you know, it's, we, we like, we like whole numbers here. I like uh, With our, well. Right. Let's yeah. Go. Thanks. Damn. <laughs> Best match. I think we're going to be a little scattered on this. I'm going to have KO Sammy, but I don't think we're all on that same page. Uh, Jenny, women's match, I believe. Yeah, right? I did. Yep. yep. And Tim, you're going with, uh, what was your match of the night? I think you had maybe a tie. I'm gonna, yeah, I, I'm going to give it to the women's match. It's just, it would Very feel good. wrong just, yeah, mm-hmm. to go with anything else. Cowardly. Got it. It would feel cowardly. Yeah. <laughs> Worst match is uh, Corbin versus uh, Bullshit Dempsey. Yep. Yep. Mm, yeah. Uh, um, rising. I definitely have Wes and Bud. I have Finn, Sasha, uh, KO. Anybody else? I mean, all the women, I guess, most likely. Uh, I guess, technically, we have to put a Tommy on there. Do we? Uh, no. I don't know if he's rising. Well, you he's named all like... the other winners, so just thought, you know. Sorry. It tells that. you something that <laughs> you, you would name all the winners except, except for one. Like oh, that, yes. that really sort of I mean, stands out. Well, he sucks. So it's fine. I picked everybody who won a real match. <laughs> well, okay. Yeah. Bless his heart. Corbin. Corbin does not count for yeah, no, see for the third time. You miss uh, falling. Um, oh. <laughs> bull. Bull and Corbin. Lucha, Lucha dragons. dragons. Lucha yeah, dragons. unfortunately. Yeah, sure. More like the botcha dragons, right? <laughs> <laughs> Poor Neville, though. We can't put him on that list, can we? No, no, I don't think he's falling. I think he's, I think he's staying packed. He's, All he's right. still up there. I mean, he's, he's a stalwart. Staying yeah. packed. <laughs> Never mind. Uh, <laughs> MVP app KO. Uh, I'm going Charlotte. I'm going Charlotte too. Very good. LVP Bull Dempsey. <laughs> yep. Oof. Yeah, and it's not even his fault. I mean, it's not just by default. I feel bad because usually, like the LVP is somebody we like really hate, mm-hmm. and it's it's really not even his fault. He's inherited the Mojo Raleigh, like uh, <laughs> yeah, spot. I guess I'm just right now getting this shit pushed in. The only thing is, like Mojo Raleigh was kind of a goof. Like Bull presents himself like he's this big badass, and then he just mm-hmm. comes out and gets killed every time. Yeah. Uh, he just needs uh, a gimmick change or something. Right. I don't know. Well, you, yeah, you can't be a big badass and lose every match. It doesn't <laughs> work. Uh, best moment, I have KO, like, jumping around with the title. It's a complete <laughs> silence. <laughs> that was good. 
Uh, or uh, Weston Bud's um, spectacular um, <laughs> dubstep <laughs> Smoke, smoking crack and fucking hard. Yeah, that was memorable. I'll give it to the KO title win. Sasha Charlotte too. That moment, mm-hmm. kind of. Yeah, that was good. The respect moment. That was good too. Right. I don't always love those, but it's. I know. I know how you are. It's okay here. <laughs> right. Um, but that's it. We made it through another takeover, guys. We did. We, like, like we said, we did an excellent job. We did. Myself. We did. So, yeah. um, any other podcasts you guys have going on? And uh, you've also been doing an excellent job. Jenny? Well, I've been doing a fairly mediocre job uh, <laughs> on Wednesdays on the North South Connection with the Jenny position. Um, so the most recent episode of that was for Cal Driving. Um, me and Jeff Machado watched The Exorcist. Um, Good lord. And I explain it, but you know how, like, a lot of fucked up shit happened during the filming of The Exorcist and all of that? Like, people died and shit happened. Mm-hmm. Well, we lost, like, ten minutes of that recording, so uh, obviously it was cursed as well. But uh, the rest of it is very good, so listen to that. And there will be new episodes of You About Pluto. Um and hopefully the journey through infinity very soon. And also over there is the extreme three-way dance going through the history of ECW with me and JT and Maddie. So check that out. And I'm on Twitter at Jenny position. Um, Jenny, you and I, with our good friend, Greg Phillips, have an episode of talking WCW. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're not hearing it on this podcast network right now than you will very soon because we talked about uh, three great matches from the career of Barry Wyndham. And I thought we did a great job on that we show. Did. It was we a lot really of fun. Did. It was. Yeah. We love More Barry Wyndham. We do. We love we love uh, doing our wrestling podcast. We do. Um, I also have 9021 Noso with JT Rosero and a rotating guest each episode. Uh, holy shit, we finished the first season of Beverly Hills 90210. Can you believe it? So that is now available. All episodes uh, covering every episode of Beverly Hills 90210 season one in the archive. That is on the 9021 Noso feed. So it's got its own dedicated feed. That's all you'll find there. Um, Gearing up to start season two. uh, Really excited because that's when people think of the show really becoming the show and hitting the ground, taking off, running with no looking back. Uh, Me and JT, very excited um, to get that underway and continue uh, chronicling and, and providing that service to our listeners, hypothetical and otherwise. You can find me on Twitter. I am at Psych68CYKE68 on your Twitter machine. Good stuff, Shaz. Good work. Um, <laughs> I recently, uh, on Highway to the Impact Zone in this feed, we watched Unbreakable 2005, which uh, apparently some would say is the greatest match in TNA history. So um, be oh. sure to check that out. On, See if it holds up in our memory. Well, not in my memory. I didn't watch it at the time. I just watched it for this. But... Um, it's very good. Um, I think it holds up. Um, but yeah, that wraps us up for PTB NXT. It was a lot of fun talking with you, Jenny and Tim. Um, got to cover Always. the takeover. 
I'm excited. We'll be back in about a month, hopefully, and we'll see how where the fallout is for all of this. Um, where's KO going to go? Um, who will step up the challenge shortly? Um, what the fuck is Bull Dempsey going to do? Um, find all that out in about a month. We'll return with an episode of PTB. PTB NXT has left the building. <laughs>